This is the Coin Gamer Podcast, and I'm your host, Fritz Charles. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coin Gamer Podcast. We have Munir Simpson coming live from Seoul, Korea. He runs Youthful Coin. I let him tell you a lot about it. But yeah, I mean, thank you, for Munir, for taking the time to speak to us this morning. I mean, it's afternoon. It's morning for me. So everyone knows, you know, I'm based in the New York City area. About, that's about 14 hours behind where Munir is. 14. Yeah, so it's about yeah. 5 a.m. where I'm at. Um, so he's sacrificing his evening, and I'm waking up a little bit early. So if you hear a difference in the energy in our voices, that's the explanation. <laughs> but, you know, I'll let Munir introduce himself, talk a little bit sure. about his background, as well as Useful Coin, and we can get right into it. Yep. All right. Once again, I'd like to thank you, Fritz, for the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, it's really great. Um, I, I'm really, really uh, excited about all the things that are taking place in the cryptocurrency world, and it's really good to connect with you. I am a business strategist. Uh, I kind of tiptoed into the world of cryptocurrencies. Uh, recently, after doing, a, I had an opportunity to do a, some marketing for the Kick ICO campaign in Korea. I kind of fell in love with the token-based fundraising industry, and uh, subsequently to, to that in the initial foray, I helped raise about 15 million for other cryptocurrency projects, including FuseX, ProofSuite, and um, now I'm kind of working with colleagues, former uh, friends, uh, I should say former colleagues from work, I should say, and friends. Uh, we, um, I started my own uh, outfit to do this. It's a useful coin. Okay. Uh, it's just a limited liability company, um, but we I are. The, I love the name because there's a lot of. I mean, there's so many coins out there, and not too many of them are useful. So, you know, I think you know, <laughs> if people are able to reach out to you to kind of decipher what's useful and what's not, um, you pick the perfect name. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the space, and a lot of it's not good. Um, so we really try to get to the, um, you know, as, as you're an engineer, I'm an engineer, I have an engineering background. So I try to get into the, into the guts of what makes something valuable. Also, not just the engineering, but also the economics. Uh, so that, that's kind of like why I love cryptocurrencies because it's kind of a blend of, uh, you know, what's, 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 I should say computer science and engineering, and then also, uh, finance and, and economics, which is, sure. It's kind of like um, what I really enjoy doing. So that's kind of how I, I got started and what I, I'm focused on now, doing some cryptocurrency research every day. Um, I'm based in Seoul, Korea. Sure. As you said, uh, I'm a yeah, cryptocurrency investor, consultant, arbitrageur, uh, sure. blogger, sure. part-time capoeira teacher. Yeah. You know, uh, I, yeah, I, I love the space. I moved to South Korea in 2009. Uh, to work on business strategy for SK Telecom, and um, originally from Kingston, Jamaica. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, and I graduated from Wharton uh, with an MBA in marketing, and I know you also went to Wharton too. Yes, so it's yes. really, really good yeah, <laughs> to yeah. connect with Wharton. Yeah, of in course. Space. So just, just, uh, just so our, our our listeners could kind of get a little background. So you know, the way I came across Minera is because uh, you know Coin Telegraph, which is a, a pretty big um, blog or content website in the space. Um, I ran to his articles and, um, you know, saw his name, looked a little bit at his background. And uh, I was like, you know, this is definitely somebody I want to, you know, reach out to and, and chat with and uh, learn from. And so then I, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I, I, I went into LinkedIn to kind of send him a message 
to introduce myself that I realized, you know, we're also alma maters from the same school. Um, That's we, right. missed, we just missed each other. So he graduated, you know, May of 09 and I started uh, August of 09. So we just missed each other. But, you know, almost, almost 10 years later, you know, we're, we're on a chat. So, you know, the universe connected us somehow. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, that's, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So, I mean, just to not to go all the way left, but like, what's it like being, you know, somebody from Jamaica living in 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 East Asia? You know, I mean, I know Jamaican culture. I always say this to my wife um, or my friends. It's like, you know, I'm from the West Indies as well. My family's from Haiti. I grew up in New York, and you know, yeah. Queens, New York is kind of a big uh, West Indian hotbed, but. You know, that's right. Jamaica, Jamaica being a country of maybe three point five million people, like the culture yeah. is so strong. Everybody know loves Bob Marley. Everybody loves reggae. Everybody kind of follows that from you know Ethiopia to Japan to the U.S. And so I'm yeah. sure a lot of people know Jamaica, but never maybe never met a Jamaican. So how is that over there? Uh, actually, you know what? It's uh, it's really nice to be a Jamaican, in spe- in, especially in South Korea. I can't say I ha- have the same experience in other parts of Asia, particularly Japan. I, I I don't feel so comfortable in Japan as a Jamaican because okay. people always in Japan in Japan they always assume I'm carrying marijuana. Oh. Or ganja, as we say. Of course. So I have a bad experience, in, especially when I go through immigration and customs in Japan. Oh, no. But um, in, in South Korea, I don't have that problem at all. I don't have any problems here with the immigration customs. You just walk right through. Um, people are very friendly. Um, when I first came to Korea, the first time I was here in 2004 on a business trip, um, I'd be on the packed subway and, you know, girls would pull my hair because they were so... I have dreadlocks, by the way, sure, if, sure. if you guys don't know um uh, i have dreadlocks and people were fascinated with my hair back in 2004 that doesn't happen anymore because korea is way way more international than it was um at that time right so we have a lot of um different ethnicities passing through here for various reasons um still korea is not the most diverse society in the world but um it's definitely progressing and um i definitely feel welcome here Sure. Uh, uh, Korean people have always made me feel welcome. Uh, everywhere I go, I, I, I'm well treated. Went to a cryptocurrency conference last night. I uh, couldn't see one other Jamaican person. Um, so <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rarity here. Sure. Um, there were like 500 people in the room. and But I'm kind of used to it. I'm used to uh, kind of being the only uh, Jamaican-looking person in Korea, uh, right, for sure. Right, right, so right, it's, right. it's not a problem. Hey, you know, I mean, there's, you know, obviously we want to change that, but, you know, there's, in the, in the meantime, there's some advantages that people always remember you. So, um, you know, and, and, and obviously, you, you know, you, as long as you're a good steward of, uh, you know, of the culture of the people, um, you know, you'll help, you know, drive the, a, a great perspective for everyone. Um, yeah. That's great. So, I mean, so yeah, back to useful coin. So, um, you know, so you're consulting, you've helped uh, different ICOs raise. Um, that's excellent. And so what, you know, what are, are, are most of your customers inbound, uh, with, you know, during, you know, when you kind of go to conferences and speak to folks or do you kind of do any outbound or is it kind of just through, through the. So good question. So with kick, it was kind of inbound. Um, of course I speak Korean, but I don't speak it very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very bad Korean accent and very, very poor Korean vocabulary but it's uh it's it's workable um I've, I've been doing my own business here for quite some time so um i'm i'm able to read korean 
okay. and speak a, a bit of it. But what happens when I am doing a like a, a marketing campaign here in Korea? I actually I work with a foreign company, and I also have a Korean colleague that um, I work with, who's an ex- he was an experienced in, in communicating uh, messages in Korean language, uh, which I, I definitely I don't have that expertise. Sure. So we'll we'll sit down together and we'll work out what to say in English, and then come up with the closest uh, version of that in, in, in Korean and hopefully it will resonate with the audience. Um, so we'll do that kind of work for, for example, Google AdWord campaigns or maybe something um, Facebook ads or Instagram sure, and that sort of thing. Uh, but also, and this is I what I prefer to do, um, generally speaking, I, I think this is more exciting for me. I, I prefer to craft the messages myself in English, and uh, I like working with Korean companies that want to take their products overseas. In fact, I was talking to one uh, Korean uh, engineer last night, and uh, he has some ideas to take his product to Southeast Asia, and um, right. in particular, like one of the you know, like in, in the Philippines, um, English is used. So in that market. I am definitely uh, able to help, and uh, I feel like uh, having lived in Korea for almost ten years, sure, I I can work really well with uh, the 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 mindset that wants to go overseas, uh, and I, I really really want to do that. There are a lot lot of well designed products in Korea, well designed, sure. well engineered things. So if I can play a part in taking that to the rest of the world, that's really ideal. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so I guess. Uh, reversing back even more. So, what what kind of brought you into crypto? So, you you moved over there, um, working at a telecom company, something a little bit more traditional, um, and yeah. then kind of veered your way over to crypto. And so, you know, what what brought you in? Was it a meetup? Did you, was it something you read? Um, you know, what 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 kind of what was your first introduction to the space? So, actually, I, I'll, I'll let you know. So, I always uh, I always do this thing called capoeira this is a brazilian martial art right yeah i've been doing it for almost 20 years you teach and, it as well um, right and i teach it here in korea and i had my own studio in uh seoul right right in city hall area right downtown um and i had um i think i've been running it for six years i worked for cable uh sorry cable wireless is way back in cayman islands but i worked for sk telecom uh for like uh three years when i first moved to korea and um, I decided to to to, to leave um, and try my own uh, thing, my own venture. Sure. So what I wanted to do was a kind of mixture of uh, marketing uh, and also teaching capoeira because those were my two passions at the time. But uh, I, it was really um, challenging to run the studio, capoeira studio, by myself. And uh, after six years, it was really wearing me down. And I actually had a we had a decline in enrollment and um, definitely wasn't able to spend all of my day working on capoeira things. Were you so teaching I all of, the classes? Yeah, I had classes every day. We had classes every day oh, at the wow. studio. Wow, so bef- uh, and morning was, and evening? Yeah, morning, mornings before work, evenings right after work. Wow. wow. Uh, and sometimes on uh, weekends as well. Wow. It, it was, I mean, it wasn't a burden. Believe me, it, I really enjoyed doing it. Sure. Um, but the enrollment was dropping. We we um, we reached a stage where I said, you know, I better look for something 
uh, uh, more to engage myself in my time and that would be more rewarding. And um, I've, I, I've always been doing the marketing on the side. So I've done projects for some NGOs in Korea, in some small businesses, um, right. even some projects in China nearby. Um, but um, what happened was I said, okay, um, opportunity came through my Capoeira network. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, one of my Capoeira colleagues contacted me and said, hey, man, you're, you're an expert uh, with marketing and you're based in Korea. I need help with this marketing campaign. And uh, I was like, oh, sure. You know, sure. let me take a look at it. And it uh, was... What, it was, what it year was, is this? This was uh, last year, 2017. Okay, awesome. And so actually, I've, I've not been in the space for more than a year. Um, but I really, really fell in love with it yeah. very quickly. And, and, and that's great. I mean, I think one of the things is, uh, you know, sometimes you would, you know, go on Twitter, go on Telegram, go on some of these Reddits. And everybody kind of wants to say that, hey, I've been invested in... A, in Bitcoin since 2008, 2009, 2012. And so it's kind of a badge of honor. Um, but yeah. this space is so early that even if you get, yeah. even if you listen to this podcast in 2019 and you're just getting started, you will be early. So, you know, it's great to kind of talk to you, somebody that has been in it for less than a year and has already made an impact, you know, going to conferences, um, publishing across um, different platforms, um, and so, yeah, no, that's that's an excellent thing because it, it shows how fast you can get up to speed and how that's fast correct. you can make an impact. But yeah, I'll let you go ahead. That's correct. Yeah, no, it's it's really a fantastic space to be in. I encourage everyone to get involved, uh, get into crypto. Uh, I, I went last night to the conference and immediately afterwards I got uh, uh, opportunities to, to, to talk to students at like Yonsei University, which is a very, it's a prestigious school here in Korea. Sure. One of the top top three schools in the nation, um, and just talk to them about whatever I know about the cryptocurrency space, and it's you know it's really good to have these kind of opportunities. The opportunities abound, so I really want to encourage anyone who's like thinking about it and who's like oh, I don't know if I should. Yeah, please get involved. There's a lot to do, and I really do believe that the the future is going to be all, all cryptocurrency based in terms of the. Uh, finance and how we do things awesome awesome so yeah so like like 2017 you you got on this client and then that's kind of that was kind of like your four-way and what was the client looking for you they were looking for you to do help the market it was it was it an ico yeah it was an ico it was called kick ico oh so and, um, so kick is yeah. this the message the kin the the messenger ico the message of Apple no 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 this it's this one's uh it's pretty much i would summarize it in like one sentence as the 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 kickstarter of of the ico world got it um yeah basically it was it was um it hasn't been doing so well uh, i think recently but um at the time it was kind of like everyone thought okay this is going to be great um we're going to have a lot of activity on this um through this project and uh, uh, yeah i think a lot of people were speculating that it would be the the kickstart of the future um except instead of doing the traditional kickstarter method they would be doing icos you know initial coin offerings right right which is funny because ico is kind of like a kickstarter so it's almost like a kickstarter for a kickstarter um that's right yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a kickstarter squared crowdfunding squared um that's awesome i also i mean so even though you know that wasn't a, a project that kind of took off the way that you would like. It was. It was. It would. It was 
a great opportunity to kind of initiate you to the space. And so I guess after that, you started learning on your own and, and getting more clients or what kind of was, what was the next step? Yeah. Yeah. After that, I, I kind of just went crazy. Uh, I, after that, I was like, man, I love this space. So I, be- I basically spent um, night and day for, you know, weeks on end, just, uh, just reading. Sure. Um yeah, they, um, unfortunately, my Korean wasn't good enough to like just go to the the Korean meetups and like you know you know making a friends and it, understand everything that was being said. Sure. Uh, I would need a translator and so on. So I said, well, you know what? Instead, uh, I'm going to do is I'm just going to use the, the the platforms that are available to me. In particular, uh, YouTube was great, sure. and I think this the second probably now I think it's the best one would be Medium. Sure. Um, this is an excellent platform. So within YouTube, do you uh, have, course, uh, just, like, just for the yeah. beginners uh, or even the yeah. experienced folks, do you, are there any particular YouTube uh, um, so, uh, channels or, or influencers that, they, that people should check yeah. out? Yeah, and it's funny, you know, because actually um, last night I had the great honor of meeting uh, Michael, who's, uh, if you heard of box mining, Box mining, um, okay. Yeah, so if you go on YouTube, and this is for all, all the listeners out there, uh, just go on YouTube and type in box mining, sure. and um, you you will find uh, there's a, a, a wonderful gentleman who's running this. Uh, he's not, I think he's up to 50, 50 150,000 subscribers. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, he talks about yeah, everything, and actually that's, that's him, his background. Yeah, I just put it up on my phone. But sure. his name's Michael. He's, okay. he's he runs this thing called Box Mining, and he's great. I, I met him last night, in person. Wow. Uh, he's a uh, larger, larger than life, and even more impressive in person. And wow. um, yeah, he's a he's a I think one of the good guys in the space because what I what I'd like to say is there are a lot of uh, um, this space is new. Sure. And there are a lot of uh, people who maybe don't have the best interest of the public of at, at heart, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, this guy, Michael, he, he definitely does. And he's one of the guys who I think um, I, rec- I recommend to people. Just scri- subscribe to his channel, follow him. Uh, other guys I recommend are like Ivan on Tech. Um, uh, there's Antonio. Um, okay. There's a, actually, there's a really nice guy from uh, Litecoin. Um, he does... Uh, is it Charlie Lee? Lee? Yeah, not, not Charlie Lee. It's, um, um, wait, his name is slipping me. But anyway, it will come to me. That's fine. It's fine. If, uh, you know, I, I'll, you know, I could, whatever, I can, uh, you know, we could speak offline and I could add it to the show notes. Not a problem. And obviously, you already gave out three. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you just kind of just started digging in and, uh, you know, watching YouTube, reading blogs, etc. And then, uh, Kind of what, what were you taking on more clients? Did you get into trading next or? Oh, so actually what happened was I think I went quite some time without actually having an opportunity. But then um, uh, also through my Capoeira network, I, I was urged to reach out to uh, there was a there was a gentleman. I think he's from the United States, from New York. Okay. And um yeah, he his uh his name is Mike as well and he was doing this um project called Proof Suite. Sure. And um there's a there's an opportunity to do some marketing for them. So I sent in my resume and then uh shortly after that 
uh, a lady called Lou Song. She reached out to me, right. and uh, and we started working together, and it was great. Um, it was very short period of time that I was able to work with them, unfortunately. But um, after that, I continued to keep in touch with Lou. And uh, I think a few weeks later, um, she called me up and we, we started to work on a new project. And that project was called Fuse, uh, Fuse X. Wow, and wow. that one is that was I think that was our biggest collaboration. And right. I'm looking forward to doing my third with Lou in a few weeks, so hopefully. But um, yeah, it's kind of uh, the space is 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 new, but if you make friends and um, people enjoy working with you, I think they'll call you up. So what I mean by that is, uh, I I had the opportunity to work at Proof, and then shortly after that, I went back to just you know reading and researching, awesome. doing stuff on my own, and then you know another call came in, and and now I have people from, I have my friends from from San Francisco who will call me or people from Lebanon, wow. uh, who I also know, yeah, from different parts of the world, who tell me about their projects and will evaluate them and see uh, if they have merit. So, But these are all really early stage projects. I have some in Indonesia, some in Japan. Of course. Um, and it, it kind of, we're, we're waiting to, to really flesh things out uh, before we we pull the trigger and and, and ramp up. So sure, sure. Um, this is kind of how it, it, it works. So I'd encourage anyone who wants to get into the space, just do it. Uh, talk to people. Uh, don't feel like the end of a project is the end of the, the your cryptocurrency journey. Uh, I think people will, there's so much work to be done and there's so much help that's needed. People always reach out to you. And, and certainly in my case, I, I, I've been... Uh, I benefit from a lot of people reaching out to me all the time, every week. No, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and uh, that's excellent. So I guess you're at that stage. You're, are you helping them craft the white paper, or is this is even way before they can even put a white something to paper? They just kind of have an idea. So a, a lot of times it's just an idea. So some some people will actually have like you know ten or fifteen pages written down. Um, and in the semblance of a business plan. And then what we do is we take that business plan and then we try to uh, figure out what would be the best way or how would this idea work with a coin? Because sure. uh, a lot of times people just think, yeah, I just want to get a coin and uh, I'm going to put it on an exchange and we're going to make money and that's it. Right. Uh, but there's a lot more to it. You know, the, you, you know your, your coin, your token has to have some value and uh, one of the things that I like to do and what you know probably the article that you read was about the value of the token like I really like to, to sit down and um, wrap my head around what's the token really worth right you know uh, if it's not worth anything you know don't don't put it on the exchange and you know a token might not be ideal for every project unless you find a way to make that token have have value um, so I, I think what I like to do is just sit down and look at these tokens and, or look at the, the businesses, the projects, the ideas and figure out how the token fits, where it fits. Should it be, yeah. um, you know, should it be a deflationary token? Uh, should, should there, you know, is, is it best to have like some kind of mining system? What, what would be the best way? I mean, there are so many amazing ways to, 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 to. I guess spin your token. You of know, course. Like Steam has an interesting model. Um, Dash, you know, these guys have. I mean, Dash is a currency, but still, right. um, I just like some of the 
the diff- innovative ways that people are are doing things in this space. So right, right. I, I yeah. like to think about that first. Right, right. No, totally, totally. And it is necessary. I think going back to your point, a lot of people are seeing that this is kind of a gold rush. You know, people don't want to kind of go through the process of giving out equity, raising money through venture capitalists. This is a non-dilutive way to raise money. So obviously what's happening is people are trying to stuff coins into platforms of businesses that have no business having the coin. They have no That's ecosystem. Right. They have no use. Um, so it's awesome that kind of you're, you're, you're kind of like helping them figure out, you know, and help help them filter that out. I mean, I'm sure, you know, what's going to happen is, even you know, you may talk to a certain client and they may say, hey, I don't, you know... I still want to do it, and they may work with somebody else, but at least you did your part. You can't really control uh, what folks do after they get your good advice. Um, but, exactly. But, you know, I, I think you're helping the ecosystem quite a bit. Um, so let's, let's kind of, uh, you know, move, move, move uh, you know, switch lanes a little bit. And so what, you know, right now, you know, for the, we're recording this on, uh, you know, it's uh, January 18th. Um, and so what happens is, you know, this week we've had quite a big downturn. Um, we've had coins that have dropped for by, you know, over 50%, 30% um, from the small coins to even the large coins such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. And what's happened over the past few weeks are, um, you know, there's been rumors of different regulatory changes in East Asia, uh, specifically South Africa, South, I said South Africa, South, <laughs> South Korea, South Korea, South, South yeah. Korea. Uh, where Munera is, as well as China. Um, and so yeah. there's, there's talks around banning um, different um, exchanges, banning fundraising, banning, banning peer-to-peer. Um, people, you know, there's even talks around the fact that there's, you know, the lunar year is coming out, so maybe a lot of East Asian investors want to cash out because they want to buy gifts. Um, so it's yeah, kind of hard to know what's real, what's, what's real and what's not. And so, you know, Munera... You, you know, you're on the ground. So, um, you know, just kind of like, you know, what, what's, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's hard to interview every single person that's sold over the past few days. But, you know, what are you hearing? Yeah. What do you what do you know? What's real? What's fake? Etc. So I had the good fortune last night of meeting some uh, what I call newbie investors in the space. I'm a newbie, too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I mean, <laughs> um, but like these guys are really fresh. And, um, you know, I think there has been a there there has been a little bit of disappointment in some of the investments in, the, in terms of how they're performing. So people are taking a little pause to really sit down and evaluate the space and understand the dynamics a little bit more. I think um, what happened was that when the so in, in South Korea in particular, I can't speak for China, but like in South Korea, Koreans tend to do things together. Uh, so it's like, um, it's like maybe no one will do cryptocurrencies and then all of a sudden everybody does cryptocurrencies. I I think South Korea is a kind of like, I call it a binary society. It's, um, it's not, it's not like Jamaica, Jamaica, everyone wants to be different, you know, but here it's pretty much everyone does the same thing. Um, so what happened was I think at the start before this thing, and it's still heating up by the way. But before the thing got really hot, um, a lot of people were just like looking at this and saying, oh, you know, Bitcoin's making money. You know, let me just throw some money at it. Um, And they did well. 
And then what happened was other people kind of said, you know, let me let me throw some money at these altcoins. Of course, um, altcoins, of course, are, are coins that are not Bitcoin. And some of them had success and the word started to go out, you know. And of course, here, this is a society that's, um, you know, people really like making and earning money. So what what happened is a lot of people like, oh, there's money to be made. So, they'll, you know, the kind of people have started to to charge the gates um so people were just throwing money i think um and seeing anything that moved as an investment sure when i say moved i mean like if it was moving like a few percentage points like um 20 points or something like that that's not more than a few but like if it would move that much people would be like wow this is something to jump on right without really understanding the fundamentals of course i think some of that exuberance has kind of gone away a little bit you know, I think what's happening now here is that people are questioning a little bit more like, you know, well, you know, who is this? Uh, um, who, like, for example, one of the questions last night was like, you know, um, so uh, what does Tron do differently from everybody else? You know, right. people really want to know, like, you know, um, what is the value? Because before it was kind of like, oh, look at this person looks famous he's the protege of so and so right uh so you know let's put let's put some money on it um but we, when the things don't work out you know people only need to touch fire once to understand that it's kind of like some, something you have to be careful with of course and i think after people get burned once they start to think a little bit more so i think here in south korea people are actually um becoming more investment minded um, and I think that's why you might you might see some of the pauses. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think it has anything to do with the Lunar New Year because right. people just want to make money, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, that's that's my sense, and I, I definitely I only have a very small sample size, but I think um, the sample size is pretty representative. Sure. What about the regulatory impact? Uh, like the gov government trying to sh shut down ex exchanges, etc. Yeah, this is a big concern. Um, <laughs> so um, you know, back in was it? What is that? Two thousand eight. Just like when we were graduating, two thousand nine. When I was graduating, I think sure. there was a financial crisis and there were some problems and there have been some um, foreign control. Well, I say foreign exchange controls uh, in Korea since then, and in general. The, um, the the way the the regulators manage the economy is 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 it's, it's very tightly regulated, uh, especially with foreign currency, and of course you know uh, with with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, you're losing quite a degree of control. Of course. Uh, I think they don't like that. I think the regulators are like, hey man, I don't like that, but. It's hard for them to just like clamp down. They have tried their best, but at the same time, they don't want to stifle the Korean economy. Of course, and because this could be a growth engine for the nation. So um, they, I, I personally think they want to shut everything down, but they can't because um, it just, it's just too important to the economy. Right. And right now, the, we need in South Korea, we need everything that we we can do. To, to, to keep the economy going. So, I mean, I don't know if you heard last year, it was pretty bad. Uh, we had we had some problems with China. Of and, uh, you know, a, a business relationship soured. Sure. You know, the economy was tough. 
That's and about the time it, I closed it, my Capoeira studio. Even even <laughs> so, know? even uh, well, right now, not only is there issues with China, I mean, you know, economic stuff, but obviously there's there's uh, security issues as well. Is that also that's right something that's top of my people mind, or is it kind of something in the U.S. that we are over? No, no, no. I think that's I think maybe maybe more American media, media plays um, plays that that card more. I think here it was just like um, people were just. I, I mean, like if you like if you talk to, of course, I went to Wharton, so I know quite a few of the the Wharton network here is quite big. Yeah, so I have know, a like few classmates that went over there for to work at Samsung. Yeah, so if if you talk to those guys, you know they'll let you know what kind of what the the businessmen are thinking in in various industries. Right, uh, and you know at that time last year, I mean it was it was, I don't want to say bloodbath, but it was like uh, very senior and respected uh Wharton you know leaders were complaining to me personally that you know it was a very very tough time sure sure so um but yeah so i think that that is the reason why they haven't shut down the exchanges um uh the exchanges have been put under a leash of course. Uh, so yeah, but that hasn't really stopped people from speculating. Um, I mean, I think it's just fueled it. You know, it's like add a little gasoline to the fire because now, like for example, after this call, I'm gonna go and watch a TV program where they're gonna be discussing, you know, what the regulators should be doing about these, uh, you know, about the space. So yeah, I think, I think it's um, it's it's. It's going to be really detrimental for Korea to uh, to shut down exchanges and to get tough on cryptocurrencies because actually places like South Korea and Japan are the perfect what I call like markets for the adoption of cryptocurrencies, right? Because they're they're huge urban areas, a lot of people concentrated into tiny spaces, and they're already. Um, you know, halfway there using a lot of uh, uh, like credit card penetration in South Korea is number one in the world. I'm sorry. So, you know, things like that make it easy. Once, once the, the technology goes more mainstream to just switch over to cryptocurrencies and that will, you know, fuel the economy in so many ways. Okay. So I think, you know, yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think that they have to really sit down and consider Awesome. Um, the future potential. So I guess the way you, you you look at crypto, I think you still, your thing is you kind of align with uh, Satoshi's initial vision as far as having people use the currency on a day to day basis. Um, and so over time, obviously, what's happened with like things like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, the transaction cost and the time to confirm transactions have kind of skyrocketed with the price. Um, yeah. And so do you do you ever see something like Bitcoin? kind of returning to that point where, you know, maybe through a fork or something like that, having the technology where people can use every day or what you think is, is going to be one of these newer ICOs or smaller currencies like Litecoin or, you know, Ripple or something like that, that's going to serve this wow. use case. Fritz, that's a, that's a tough question, man. You're yeah. asking me to be a visionary here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just too new to this space to say anything, but right, I would right. say that in my opinion, I don't think Bitcoin is going to be that relevant uh, in its present form okay. a year from now. Sure, sure. Like, I, I wouldn't even say five years. I, I think like in a year from now, it's going to be way different. I mean, there's just, just too much competition. Of course. I mean, we, we both went to school and we studied marketing and we just, you know, at some point in time, uh, 
yeah, Bitcoin might be the first and it might be the most well known, but right. people people want benefits, you know, and if there's a coin that has better benefits, um, they're not going to just nostalgically hold on to Bitcoin and prop it up. Um, I think Bitcoin is going to have a hard time uh, within the next 12 months if it doesn't do something. Uh, right. So, yeah, the, I think it's just it's the, the space is just too hot and it's on an inflection point. Of course. What I mean by that is like, like if Bitcoin is not going to keep up, somebody else is going to do it because people want this thing. They want instant transactions. They want low fees. You know, they want smart contracts. They want uh, they want to do all of the um, how should I say? Um, fundraising activities on the blockchain you know it's 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 the box is open sure. you know so whoever is going to meet the people's needs is going to succeed and bitcoin in its present stage its st present state is not going to do that definitely definitely no no totally i think your your viewpoint you know obviously you know not you know it's impossible to kind of play uh, oracle and know exactly what's going to happen next but i think you know you're informed insight it aligns with a lot of what a lot of people say in the space and and that's the reality i mean i think you know uh, about a year ago if you look at coinmarketcap.com uh big the bitcoin uh, dominance dominance was you know over 90 90 percent yeah, yeah yeah now we're looking at what 30 35 35 percent yeah and so it's yeah, dropping right um so yep. yeah no i think you know i think in the near term i like to call i, I call bitcoin the gateway drug um, you know, yes. it kind of onboards people. Um, but yes. you know, that's not gonna, you know, eventually, you know, what's going to happen is people are going to be able to buy these altcoins using fiat. Um, so that's going to remove a lot of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think, you know, you know, these, these, you know, having transactions that take that cost $36, um, you know, and take hours, <laughs> if not days, it's, yeah, it's not going to work. And so that's why you have so much discord within the group, you know, the, the Bitcoin cash folks versus that. But, you know, that's definitely a, a topic for another podcast because we could kind of go down that rabbit hole. Um, and, yeah, just yeah. to kind of reverse back a little bit. So to give people context, why are we talking about Korea? Why does Korea matter? Um, Korea is the third biggest cryptocurrency market in the world after the U.S. and Japan. Um, and, you know, and crypto being a 24-hour market, by the time, you know, yeah, most of our, your, our listeners will be based in the U.S. By the time we wake up, they've already had their full, you know, day. trading day, right? And so, like, things that happen in that day, you know, you go to sleep and you wake up, you open up your, you know, your block folio or preferably your Coin Gamma app. That's right, <laughs> um, the Coin Gamma. That's right. And so, you will see, you know, you can see a big impact to your prices. You have to know what happened overnight. And so, most likely, it's something that happened in Japan, Korea, and China that have moved the markets. Um, so that's why, you know, somebody like Monero is somebody to follow and somebody to, you know, keep abreast of because he'll be able to decipher what's going on in that market the best way he could. And, you know, being somebody that's from the West can kind of, you know, filter that out for what we understand and what we could speak to. Um, so, that's right. um, so yeah, you know, definitely, you know, uh, Monero is somebody to kind of keep, keep, keep abreast of and, and follow. Um, and so, you know, just to kind of leave that out, how, how, you know, how can people kind of keep abreast of, of the things you put out, you know, or where, you know, what, what's your social media, where can people find you? So the, the best way to follow me is to go on Medium and um, uh, just to look for Munir, that's uh, M-U-N-A-I-R, 
and follow me. That'd be great. Um, also, if you want to check out the website, uh, I'm going to be redesigning it. So uh, don't go yet. But it's uh, www.usefulcoin.com. Useful, you know, everything that has utility and coin like Bitcoin. So um, please reach out, uh, call me, email me. If you're in South, if you are in South Korea, please visit and uh, let's have coffee or or do something and let's chat. There are a lot of opportunities in the space. Uh, yeah, so uh, really want to thank you, Fritz, for the opportunity to to get get my name out here. That's really great. No, oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you responding to you know a stranger's uh, you know LinkedIn message because I'm sure you get a lot of those. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, <laughs> this has been great. It's been very very informative. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, I look forward to kind of following you, having our, our listeners follow you and, you know, kind of uh, leaning on you to kind of get insight into the space. Um, thanks again. And, uh, you know, appreciate appreciate your time. Yes, we'll be in touch, Fritz. Look forward to another show of yours. It'll be great. Cool.